0: Hello everyone, welcome to the All Things Credit Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about collections and what to do when you get collections going forward. Um, We're also going to talk about some other topics of when you actually owe, when creditors can't sue, and vice versa. Now, uh, we are not going to talk about how to avoid collections. That's going to be for a different episode, but this is when you actually get the notice credit reporting, all of that good stuff. So without further ado, let's get started. And it, I plan to have this episode to be a slightly shorter episode too. So first thing, what happens when you get uh, a collection notice? So this happens when either you're behind or you default on a promise or a loan obligation. Uh, however, this is more so common with medical bills and utility bills. So essentially what happens is once you fall behind that company, let's say, you know, a hospital, that hospital or entity will then sell that debt to a debt buyer and they buy that debt for pennies on a dollar. So let's say there was a medical bill for $500. A debt buyer will most likely buy that debt for $20 or $35. So at a significant discount, companies do this so that they could try and lose as less money as possible. And just like the power of negotiation, If a company buys you know a certain product in this case debt if a company buys debt at a large uh, bulk then they can negotiate a lower amount per dollar per debt so that's very very oversimplified of how that whole process works so you get a collection in the mail let's say it's from ABC company in most cases and I've actually seen this firsthand, a lot of debt collection companies are actually gonna show you, in most cases, what your original balance was. So let's say in this case with the hospital, it was for 500, they may actually give you a a steep discount because they know they can because they bought it for so cheap and they're probably just trying to collect. They may give you a 50% discount and only say, hey, instead of paying 500, you can pay 250, and then your debt will be cleared. Most companies are gonna do that. Other debt collection companies or agencies may not do that at all. They may actually request the full amount that you owed previously. And, you know, from a business practice, you know, that's still okay. But I want my viewers to have as much buying power as they possibly can and, and, you know, save some money if possible. So that's what's going to happen most of the time. So let's say you get the letter, you call them. What you really want to do is and this is for people that know that the debt is theirs what you really want to do is sharpen your skills on negotiation and i say that to say is because you probably didn't even realize that they bought the debt for pennies on the dollar this is where you can be an advocate for yourself and you can be smart about what you pay and negotiating is very very powerful because then you know you'll have the other side of the spectrum of how this industry works now in most cases most clients will be successful others will not be and especially if the debt is really really old let's say anywhere from 2 to 3 years old and let's say it's the same debt collection company the options for negotiation are going to be very very slim and they're going to re- and they're going to want the full amount that was previously defaulted on and this is where most clients fall into this never-ending cycle of you have a collection, a company buys it, and then they sell that debt to a different debt buyer, and then the cycle repeats. So, lo and behold, you can probably have five different companies within a span of one to two years, you know, two to three years, depending on, you know, how lucrative the actual bill is. So... That's one thing to keep in mind. If you just got the notice and you're just early on, great. This is gonna be a lot easier for you to handle. So, whenever you are calling, they kinda work like salespeople. And there's no significant studies or case studies where you know, depending on the time of the month you pay your debt collection, there's nothing that says that you're gonna get a better deal depending on the time of the month. But most people do tend to wait until the end of the month to pay their bill and in some cases you know because of that industry it it does work like sales some people do get commissions depending on the company sometimes they could just earn a flat rate and the employees don't care but most debt collection companies they will have an incentive to see who can collect the most debt and then therefore that rep can get bonuses so if you are going to do that i would definitely try it out to see if it does work for you I would be very curious to know. And just like anything, pay off your debt at the end of the month. And it's kind of like car sales. But in this case, you have the incentive to, or rather you have the power because you're going to try and pay them. And that person on the phone, they're going to try a little bit harder to get their commission, you know, depending on the company. And they are going to be more flexible to work with you. And from my experience with working in these call center type environments, just know that there's always a way. (laughs) There's always a way to get what you want. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the policy says. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. Working in that industry, or not industry, but working in that call center type of environment, you can get what you want. It's just a matter of if that rep is willing to go to bat for you, if they're willing to work for you or work with you, or it's just a matter of if they can't do it then get someone else that will whether if that would be a different rep or a manager whomever it's always possible to bend the rules of the policy of the company as long as it is not any federal law or any state laws then you're good I don't care what anyone says the next option let's say you're not able to pay in full debt collection agencies offer payment plans now again, depending on how old the debt is, some companies are gonna require that debt in full, but if you're, again, early on in the stages of having a collection like this, then you are in a much better position. Ask for payment plans if you're not able to make the payments in full. And they are gonna be more lenient with payment plans and, and you know a lot easier, and they're also gonna harass you a lot less, especially if there is a payment plan in place for an agreement. Um, that's always possible. Now let's talk about credit reporting. I have actually spoken with a client that has, I believe it was with AT and T, but it was a uh, it was uh, with a deck collection agency. I forget the name of the agency, but they were actually going to say that if you you know once you pay this in full, we will remove it off of your credit report. And I thought that's great. And they made the notes in the account, so on and so forth. And I asked about, well, can you send, you know, something in writing? Can you send, you know, a communication stating that you will? Now, this is where things get iffy. And this is why I want my viewers to advocate for themselves. Always have some type of notation, a documentation of the conversation. And what I also find interesting interesting, and depending on what state you're listening to. If you get like those automated systems where it's like, this call would be monitored or recorded, guess what? That means you can record the phone call. So whether if you are calling on a cell phone, have another device ready and record the conversation. At this point, you can't say like, you know, you can't say like, well, the company said this because where's your proof? And then if you were to take the company to court, they can't have corporate amnesia where they say, oh, well, we don't remember writing that or we can't find that memo. or We can't find that note. Well, guess what? If you get that statement that this call will be monitored or recorded, that means that you, the customer, have a legal right to also record the conversation. Do that, especially if you're not gonna get anything in writing, protect yourself, CYA, cover your assets, seriously, I can't stress that enough. Because then, just thinking ahead, let's say you do pay off that collection and they don't keep their word, oh, guess who's gonna get sued? and then you could actually get a settlement from that company. I'm just thinking out loud here. So keep that in mind. But back to credit reporting, some collection agencies are very lenient and they will send a communications like yes, if you pay this off you know, in this amount or by this time period or whatever, we will remove the information off your credit report. And the thing is too, what I also find astonishing is that you know, the Fair Credit Reporting Act says that you know everything has to be reported accurately, yada, yada, yada. Okay, guess what? When I read that law, there's nothing in there that says that companies are gonna be held liable when they remove accurate information. So it's not a matter that a company can't remove the information, they're just choosing not to. It's as simple as that. And I really wish I would've went to school to become a consumer attorney, but I became an underwriter. <laughs> But neither here nor there, companies, again, they're just choosing not to. So when you have that conversation, document everything. You want to be your own advocate. If they're not going to send you a letter, you better have that phone call recorded. And I know there are a ton of apps that will actually record phone calls for you, and it cost like a dollar to get on your iPhone or Android device. So I would seriously look into that, and it could be a game changer for you and your situation. Uh, We talked about getting everything in writing. You have no idea how important this is. Again, this is just either to help you keep track of where you are, what your goals are in terms of paying off debt, avoiding debt, whatever, and just also making sure that the company is going to say that they're going to do what they say. It's as simple as that. The next thing, I have a little list that we're going down. So what if the debt is old? What if you have a debt that's been so long ago you know it's it's not at the seven year point where it's going to be removed automatically from your credit report and even then that's not removed automatically you have to call and get that removed manually by the credit bureaus which is a huge pain or you can just send a letter but let's say you're in that middle ground where your debt is about you know three years to four years old well guess what states if you may or may not know, they have this thing called statute of limitations and they cover pretty much anything, but we're gonna solely focus on the statute of limitations of debt, D-E-B-T. And essentially what that whole term, statute of limitations of debt, or just S-O-L, is, it's basically saying how long or how much of a time period a party has to do something, right? In this case, statute of limitations of debt means that a creditor or collector has only but so much time to either sue you, take you to court, demand payment, whatever. So for Pennsylvania, our statute of limitations is four years. So let's say you let's say you got a debt back in 2020, January 2020, and let's say you haven't made a single payment, which I'll touch on later or let's say you haven't done anything with that debt or collection since 2020, January 1st, 2024, that collecting, that collection agency, that collector, they cannot do anything. They cannot sue you. They cannot demand payment, whatever. The reason why this is important, and again, the statute of limitations of debt differs from each state, and, and this is why this is also important. New Jersey is six years. And this... Falls under to where you are a resident. So, statute of limitations of debt depends on your residency. This is what I found when reading multiple legal articles. Um, so, I strongly suggest speaking to a consumer attorney or lawyer about this to get complete information from them. Um, so, from what I read, again, it's based off of where your residency is. So, where you're currently living, if you live in New Jersey, you have to wait six years. PA is for There's other states where they can go as high as 15 years I've seen states or seen time frames as low as three years I think North Carolina is one of them so check your state and also check with your local attorney or lawyer to get the full scoop of how that plays into works because uh, I believe each state has also different rules about that now when you make your payment is very very critical to all of this so let's go back to the example of 2020 If you have not made a payment in four years for Pennsylvania, then the statute of limitations debt applies to you. But let's say you make a payment sometime in 2021 because you're you're just trying to get caught up. Well, then the clock resets. So if you made your payment in 2021, now it doesn't start at 2020. It starts at 2021. So then it's four years from that in 2025. So keep that in mind. For any debt that you think is old, but come to find out if you made any payments, the statute of limitations of debt time frame starts from when your payment is, if you made one. Okay, so the next thing, uh, let's, and this is the last topic. What if it stays on your credit report? Then what? What if you, after all of these talks of negotiation, after you know setting up a payment plan or payment arrangement, it's paid in full, you got everything, and then let's. You know, let's say, you know, during your time of getting all the documents, getting everything in writing, recording phone calls if you have to, this debt collection agency or creditor is just not going to remove it off your credit report, then what? Well, you can try and dispute it. You can write a simple letter. It takes like five minutes, and you can send it to all three of the credit bureaus and see what happens. I don't recommend working with a credit repair company and I only say that because the results, the time, and especially how much you're paying for these companies and track records and how they actually help consumers is kind of washy, which is why I don't recommend it as much. Only because even the credit repair companies themselves don't know, right? And you know, you can find yourselves a, a really good salesman that works for a credit repair company, and they're, you know, they might overpromise, but they're, they may also severely under-deliver. So this is where, you know, making sure you have your ducks in a row, getting all the paperwork, make sure that whichever credit repair company that you work with, they have something in writing stating that they have a refund policy. And a full refund policy at that, especially if it's for getting things off your credit report. Now, it does take time, it does take time, which is why it's also easier just to do it yourself. And there are plenty of ways you can write a letter. You can, I mean, I don't recommend templates because how credit disputing works is that no human looks at your letters, it's all automated. So I would just honestly hand write a simple letter explaining your situation, make sure you attach all your forms of ID, like your driver's license and utility bill and also the account information of the collector or of the debt and just say, hey, you know, I'm disputing this debt, it's paid, it's paid off, yada, yada, yada. But let's say, you know, after many attempts, it's still on there. Well, if it's paid off, that's good. That's what you want to do first and foremost. Any type of collection that you have, you always wanna pay it off regardless. I don't care what anyone says. And the reason why I say that is, you know, with my current job working at Chase, I have worked with a lot of different clients that have had collections on their reports. And when we look at that, we love seeing like, okay, something bad happened, but you got yourself caught up. Great. And especially since there's no other repeated actions after that. So let's go back to 2020, it's a nice round number, which is why I'm always gonna go back to it. Let's say you had a collection in 2020, you paid off in that same year, and then after two years, you know, you've had your on-time payments, you rebuilt your credit, whatever the case may be, whatever. That looks a lot better than having a collection with a balance, regardless of how old it is. Maybe four years or more then it, Kind it doesn't matter as much, but we're still going to ask questions, right? And that's from a human underwriting side where the bank or financial institution is trying to advocate for you. That's not always going to be the case in terms of general underwriting. Like in mortgages, it's going to be very, very difficult. And I know a friend that's actually going through this right now. But let's say in the case of credit cards, you know, unsecured loans or auto loans, it may not matter as much if it's paid off right that's that's different and plus if i feel like anyone can get an auto loan in in america just how our country's designed but i'm going off tangent here so i say that to say if it's still on your report don't lose hope it's always better to pay off your collections no matter what especially if they gotten on your report in the first place always pay it off and then practice good credit habits going forward at least a minimum of two years Maybe at minimum, a smaller minimum, maybe at six months, I should say. I'm going completely off script here. So, at least six months from when you've had that collection paid off, going forward, practice good on time habits. So, making on time payments across all your loans, keeping your credit card utilization low and your credit card debt low. And that's that. Don't overcomplicate credit, just don't credit is just a tool to see how you handle your money and your debt obligations nothing more nothing less and also don't get hung up on scores yes the lower the score the more difficult it can be to get approved but it does not mean that you're not going to get approved at all so that'll wrap up today's episode i said it was going to be short i still went 20 minutes over give or take but i hope you enjoyed it and I apologize for disappearing for quite some time. Everything has just been busy at work. <laughs> and I may be in the process of working in New York. So more to come and more details on that. But yeah. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day. And I will be dive or I can't speak. I will be diving more into the subject of collections and what to do and i may even have a special guest so stay tuned for that have a good day